Hello, hello everyone. This is the Digital Loop Season Two, Episode One. Hello, Ivan. How are you? Hi, Paul. Great to be back. We are really, really happy to be back here in the Digital Loop. Greetings from Warsaw. And greetings from London. I mean, we still have the summer kind of lasting here in Europe. It's been crazy. We've been actually together last week in uh, Poznan, which is another city in Poland. There was a very fa a fantastic conference called um, Innovation. What, what, was your, what were your thoughts about it? Because it's a little bit, we're going to talk today, I mean, we call the show Digital Futures because a lot of the speakers that were there, there were Chris Anderson, there was uh, uh, Alex Hunter, there was a lot of guys that were great guys. We, there was a mix of talking about current technologies and the future use of these technologies. So what were you, your thoughts, your impressions, you might? I think it was a fantastic event, very interesting. The organization was uh, was amazing, uh, very professional. And like you mentioned, I mean, something that we noticed a lot of the speakers, uh, the main topic at, at the end of the day was everything was connected with the future. And uh, something that we were talking about is that maybe for the first edition of the second uh, season of the Digital Loop, we will talk about the impact that digital the technology uh, it's having in us uh, and it's going to have us not only today but it's going to have us in the future. Uh, so we found a lot of really interesting things to talk about. So today we're kind of wanted to go a little bit different of the uh, different um, stories, uh, points made by some of these fantastic speakers. And yeah, then so, you so maybe, so maybe let's, start, let's start right off the bat. The one thing that everybody seems to agree on is that the future is mobile. I actually, I believe the future is not even mobile. It's already a given. We're already, I mean, it's been years we've been seeing that. I've been working in mobile for 15 years. Now it's it's just a given. It might not be completely evenly distributed. I mean, some countries have been lagging and some others are not. But at the end of the day, this is already there. So now the question is, now that everybody has a smartphone, and now that everybody pretty much, and again, there's differences that has access to an always-on internet in their in their pocket. What what's next? What not what's next in terms of technology, but what do we do with it? So uh, Chris Anderson had a very uh, because he's also been very active in uh, interesting in um, in talking about what the impact of, is of digital is on businesses and of course on society. Thus, so his talk was very interesting in that respect, right? It was fantastic. Basically, he talked about the, uh, the the new industrial revolution, and basically he gave a little bit of background. He mentioned that the first industrial revolution was mechanical, the second industrial revolution was digital, and this is pretty much where we've been for the last few years. Uh, but the new industrial revolution, the third industrial revolution, is the digital manufacturing, which pretty much is a combination of these two, mechanical and digital. And one of the things that he mentioned, which, which in a way blew my mind when I, when I started thinking about it, was that uh, we had a situation that for many years there was a big barrier to entry. If you, ha you want to, to create, you have an idea, first you needed to build a prototype. And then once you have the prototype, then you need to make a product. And this, for many, many, many years, it required a lot of resources, required a lot of time, required a lot of money. Today, thanks to 3D printing technology, what he was talking about is that all these barriers to entry is completely gone because now you have a little button in your browser that says print, and you can print your prototype on a 3D printing. And as technology keeps advancing, you know, probably you can start creating products just the same thing. That Pressing the so, so, basically, so basically what you're saying is that there's, there's two things. First, the falling prices, deflation. So innovation always comes with whereas falling prices. So we have technology that used to be very, very expensive. You mentioned 3D printing is becoming now affordable. This is, also, this is also a trend 
that we've we've seen in um, in uh, in startups. You know, uh, I was in a startup in, in, in the nineties. Extremely expensive to actually create a company to have all these servers and everything. And right now, you can create a company for ten thousand dollars or even less. So this this is one trend. So it's easier as a, either a singular person or as a small group. Also, the diversified wherever you are in the world to actually create something. You can create a, um, an online service or an offline service. Is that the second point you just mentioned? Because you mentioned uh, 3D printing, and this is one of the things that Chris Anderson is very keen uh, on these days. Is actually bridging these two experiences: bridging the digital world, which is purely online, and that offline world. And 3D printing is a perfect example because, as you just mentioned, you just click a button. I mean, it's Still not that easy. I mean, for I've tried. You click a button, and you can create something. So something that you actually touch. You mentioned many, many times these kids how we can actually now use blueprints that he found on the internet to actually create toys or experiences for his kids. So this is this is for me one of the things that we were lacking is this kind of bridging these two modes together. Of course, there was always a bridge because you were physically in front of your phone, for instance. Of course, you were bridging the digital and the and the, the offline world, but this is you can actually now create things and for a very low cost. I, I think this is the one in terms of what's next, this is one of the most important things, right? Absolutely. I mean this is this is uh, opening a lots of opportunities to a lot of businesses around. What you mentioned, you know if you want to build a business today, there is so many different ways to do it uh, in a not so expensive way. Uh, that you know pretty much there is an excuse now. If you really have a great idea and you really are ready to work hard and, and go all the way through, you can accomplish it. Yeah, by the way, uh, uh, I was uh, also there to uh, manage the startup. So there were a startup competitions, so startups applied, and then two of them were chosen to go on stage. And what is interesting is not only there was, again, a diversification, which again means this global well we had. Uh, startups from London, uh, we have startups from Poland, obviously, we have a startup from Palestine. And the other thing that was interesting is compared to uh, two years before, and I'm not only talking about that specific startup contest, but all the contests have been, have been lucky to be part of, that we're seeing as well more and more hardware, so more and more, again, physical objects and a creation of physical objects, not only about doing yet another Instagram to use a an example that so many people use it, it's already passe, but to actually create stuff. So, for example, these guys play Fresco uh, are creating a, a device that they actually printed in a 3D printing. Of course, there's components inside, but they create a device that you can use to actually manipulate things or play games uh, only with uh, um, spatial movements. So it's a bit like a leap motion, but a different, a, a different take on it. And there was this other girl, she didn't go through the final, but she was actually. Uh, creating, um, uh, so she called that a reactor. I didn't find that very, very nice in terms of marketing, but this is a, a product that actually delivers you uh, a very healthy kind of food. I'm not going to get there. I'm going to put the link uh, as references. But what's interesting is again, now you see also young these young kids because you know I'm 38. I'm not that young anymore. <laughs> they are actually creating also stuff. So meaning creating a. Either physical objects or objects that will deliver a physical experience, and not only something that is that is online. Now you said there's no excuse. Uh, I don't know if there are, if there, are some, there might still be some excuse, but at least it's very 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 low cost. And the barriers of entry to try to do that is very low cost. The, uh, I'm sorry to keep going on, but for example, physical uh, physical objects, of course, Kickstarter or Indiegogo, which are crowdfunding platforms where people can 
submit an ID, and then get funding from the crowd. So funding from non-traditional people, which usually is venture capitalists. Uh, so they get funding, and, it, and it, ha it has proven to be a very good um, a, a very good avenue for people that are creating uh, physical objects. Because when you have a prototype, you can actually kind of see it, whereas it's less uh, less easy to do so with, uh, with a, um, a service that you have to explain. Do you agree with what I'm saying, or am I renting? <laughs> I, totally, I totally agree, and, 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 and I, I, I find that this is fascinating, the fact that we are moving, there is the next evolution of digital, if you want to put it that way. Uh, it's no longer just about ones and zeros on a screen, it's no longer just about digital experiences. But again, uh, as you mentioned, and as Chris mentioned, is the combination of digital and physical, uh, which allows us to create new experiences that we can touch. It's not a physical experience. So it's a blending reality between digital and the physical world, um, which changes everything. I mean, and it's really interesting that you know, a few years ago, we will, you will go to, I don't know, a VC or an angel investor, and you will go with a very fancy uh, PowerPoint presentation, and you will sell the idea. And hopefully they will go, hmm, okay, here's $3 million, you know, and it will be, it will be everything based on the idea. Today, uh, everybody has an idea, and ideas are everywhere. <laughs> so if you really want to um, uh, go farther, you need to have a prototype. You need to have, you need to go farther, you need to create this. And now, creating a prototype, creating a product is not as expensive as it used to be. So, um, so it's really, really fascinating times, and, and I think this is going to get more and more interesting as, as we keep moving on. You, you, you mentioned uh, blending realities, and this is also something that is, uh, I mean, uh, we've been saying, I think, in the last season of the show, we mentioned it a few times, that, that you know, social media, social networking will become like air. But actually, technology is becoming like air. Technology is going in the background. I mean, in the 1950s, this is related a bit, I think I mentioned that in my talk at Innovation, but in the 1950s, having a washing machine, for instance, was like, wow, there was like science fiction, and you had like a tool that would actually either wash your clothes and then later on wash your dishes. And that was, and that was in the center of attention. And as time passes, these comes in the background, and it's almost natural to have one. And so, because basically innovation is also the story of convenience. You have more and more tools that allow you to automate stuff or to do things that you have to do manually. You can do them automatically at, at some point. So, uh, in that same sense, now we still, in these moments that we are in right now, we're focusing on, uh, on mobile because mobile, you know, obviously it's growing so fast, whether it's tablets or smartphones, it's growing so fast that it is, you know, grabbing the headlines. But the more we go, the more these tools will become part of our our background, we won't see in the, the younger generation, the one that is born with, not the, not the generation that was born just with the internet, the access to the internet, but the generation that is born with a smartphone and the fact that this smartphone is always connected, they won't see it anymore. For them, it will be an acquired something part of the environment. So in terms of blended reality, this, you know, I, if, you, if you're able to stop that mental block that says, okay, I have a device in front of me, but you, can, you, can, you have to start thinking about behaviors and flows. So information is not how information comes on the smartphone, but how information flows. So you, then you can start thinking about experience. Same thing for, for behavior. If you stop thinking about, oh, oh I, I, you know, the screen is small, but you start thinking about how will you cater to a customer who is, more, uh, who is uh, nomadic, who keeps moving, or we creates identities in a very different way because he has friends, he or she has friends uh, that, that, that was created through uh, 
messaging here, for instance. Uh, this is something for me that goes much further at some point. So we're moving, so we said first we have mobile, which is a given, then you have the closing gap between uh, physical and, and, and uh, digital, and now it's like, now we have these two digital, how do we deal with digital? You have to stop thinking about the technology itself, you think about the behavior, think about how it changes businesses, how it changes societies. And I think, so for instance, there was this guy, uh, Michio Kaku, which is of course a, a, very, a hero of mine, he does these great talks about, about the future, he's of course a physicist, I mean we cannot compete with his PhD and his knowledge, but he gave some example, and one of the example I really liked it was this example of you know, now you go, you're you're on your you're in your in your apartment on your own, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do tonight? And he was telling him how the wallpaper suddenly appears with a set of images. You can find other people also want to go out tonight. What if, through that example, I mean, besides the science fiction effect of having suddenly your wallpaper actually animated and having like fancy images appearing, it's the blending of technologies. Suddenly that. Will you forget about where the information comes from? It doesn't have to come from an Apple or Android smartphone. It comes from everywhere, so it becomes in the background, and it is what you do with it. I'm alone tonight. I don't know what to do. I'm going to find other people alone tonight. Do you yeah, agree? This is absolutely. I mean, and, and, and a couple of other speakers mentioned this concept of embedded technology. That uh, you know, you go to the bathroom, you are shaving, and as you're shaving, you are getting you know the stock exchange information on your mirror. Uh, and, and uh, information and emails and all this thing going on. Um, all of this sounds really cool and sounds really fun, uh, but this is a discussion we were having with our good friend Alex Barrera, who also attended the, 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 the conference, uh, about the interesting thing is what will be the impact on the behavior of people. Uh, some people will really like to have, you know, go to the bathroom and, you know, uh, while they are in the bathroom, you know, read the news in a big uh, HD screen in front of them. But a lot of people probably will not like that. And, and again, the fact that you can connect uh, by information provided by your wallpaper, that sounds really cool. Question, how are people going to uh, adapt to this technology? How are they going to react? And again, it's a matter of behavior. Um, so it's really interesting. I, 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 I agree, I agree on, on that statement. The only thing, that there's, for me, there's two things. Because as you know, this is what I've, I've, I've written my talk around, is behavior. Uh, one is the market. So if nobody wants the technology at the end of the day, nobody buys it and it actually dies out by itself. That's one thing. And the other thing that you said about the fact that some people can like if there's a good enough either majority or a big enough minority that wants technology with the other part on, I think there's still going to be some kind of opting out. I mean, of course, we have we're in struggling for privacy reasons and other right now, but I think I think there there will still be some kind of choices like you can have a choice not to have a washing machine at home. You can still do your dishes yourself uh, with, uh, with just running water. Uh, meaning that I still believe that there will be, because at the end of the day, technologies in order to actually catch on have also to be sold because companies have to make money to actually survive and provide you with even more technology. So I think this is something we're going to see more and more. We're, it's a very interesting period because we're like we're in a testing period where all these innovations are coming forward and people are testing them and some of them are liking them. Some we find them dorky, or we, meaning some of them we criticize them like, ah, oh, this is never going to happen. But then again, if you were telling people like back in the 70s that we will all have a device in our pockets and we'll be able to communicate with everyone, besides Star Trek, there was no reason. And maybe some people would have told you, oh, this is the devil or this is, I will never use that. 
Meaning, I don't know. There was, there's always, um, there's always behavior comes from what. Can, I think technology is an enabler of behavior, but at the same time, technology also answers to behavior. So we'll see. I'm not. What I was mentioning in the example of of the wallpaper is not that the wallpaper itself. I don't know if it's, if it's going to work or not. I don't know if I want a wallpaper that actually talks back to me, but that technology comes in the background. That it's not. You don't have to think about a singular device, but it could be all around you. Then it's it's all everything will be connected. There will be connection, whether it's between machine and machine, and human and machines, and human and humans, and everything will be connected. The how exactly will happen? I think Steve Jobs said it. You cannot connect the dot forward. We don't know exactly where it's going to go, but at the end of the day, I I believe we're resilient. I believe that we will make it play, and it's, and some stuff will catch on, and some stuff will die out. You know. We were thinking we would have, uh, you know, cars that were flying in this century, and we still don't, right? I'm still, I'm still looking forward to getting my skateboard that floats, like in Back to the Future Three. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but um, uh, another point that I think it's really, really important to mention, and, and this is something that I, I, I think it was also we thought about it while we were over there, is the fact that all this new technology, uh, is like, like we were talking about it for, for, for some time. Digital today is like electricity, is there. It's not like, okay, now I'm going to have a device that is digital. No, everything is, is surrounded. So this is just the next step on the, on the, on the element. Uh, the point that I wanted to raise is something really interesting that when you start thinking about it, then you start to realize to see the big picture. Um, one of the uh, speakers, Patrick Dixon, he was talking about, he talked a lot about e-commerce. And one of the mentioned things that he said is that e-commerce is great, People are able to shop on, in their pajamas at home. Everything is fantastic. Everybody loves uh, e-commerce, right? Okay, that's cool. But this has developed a new issue. The problem, for example, with the delivery. Because now we don't go to the stores. Now there is this thing that we buy everything online. Now some of these companies need to send it to us. And now there is new issues. There is not enough... Uh, uh, delivery services, there's enough, uh, not, not enough people to deliver the stuff, sometimes they come home, you are not home, so what happens, and so on and so on. So, on. so what we were talking about, not specifically about this, this concept of delivery, parcel shops or whatever, but the fact that new technologies create new solutions, but at the, at the same time could create new issues that we need to, to deal with. And, and uh, unless we don't, we're not able to see the big picture, this could lead us to, to, having, to making a lot of mistakes. So we just think that, oh, this is a solution, go for it, without taking into consideration the negative, could be negative, the negative issues that uh, these new technologies and new, new innovations could develop. Yeah, actually, I, I totally agree with that, with that statement as well. I mean, it, uh, it's, it's what we were saying. It's this evolution we're trying, we're testing stuff, and... As, as market develops and as technologies develop, of course, new challenges arise, and uh, I believe this is one of the current challenges, this, this how, how reality, the offline world, I mean, the one we're sitting right now in, and this digital world, how do they match and how do they you know, chase each other? I think this is, and this is something we're going to actually go on to talk about all this season in, in the, the digital loop, because, you know, as last season we'll have, like, multiple episodes running to until the end of the year, the beginning of the next, and I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this uh, first episode of Season 2. Uh, we invite you to check out the previous um, conversations from Season 1 if you want to go back to check all the things we've been talking about. And, of course, we invite you to come back every week to um, follow our, our conversations on everything digital. So on that, see you next week, Ivan. 
Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Paul. Have a great Bye -bye. week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.